0: And we're going to be talking about love today, mm. finding the one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I w- I would wanna, we wanted to start out this episode by reading a couple of quotes that we're going to dive further into as we kind of get into this discussion and unpack this a little bit. So this is a quote by Wei Wu Wei. There is no such thing as love in reality. What we seek to describe by that word is emotion experienced in highly personal channels, charged with possessiveness, shadowed by jealousy, with its counterpart hate ever ready to take its place. Hmm. And I want to just sit with that for a minute, just let that kind of sink in. So to me, that, that quote kind of encapsulates what we often, how we often use the word love and throw around the word love um, when it comes to human relating. And we're gonna be talking about these two opposing ideas in terms of love. So one is encapsulated by that quote that I just read and the other is very nicely encapsulated By the following quote, which is by the same author. A lighthouse is impersonal, but when its beam falls on a specific object, it illuminates that object with the totality of its light.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think that that kind of segues into, you know, a really simple way to kind of define to define terms here. And I think without trying to create too much of, like, a- another duality, you know what I mean? in saying that, like, it is this thing, it isn't this thing. You have to kind of give, allow some grace, because that's what life does. And basically, it's not to say that from the dualistic perspective of a love relationship, that there aren't moments of what love actually is like that can still you can still touch those things but I think it's I think a lot of times until you know like it seems like you kind of touch feet down I think I heard Ram Dass say one time it's like getting balance between your feet and it's like at one point it's like you've got all your weight in on your left foot and let's say like your left foot is like in in the dualistic mind Mm -hmm. and every now and then like you'll touch You'll get a little bit of weight into that right foot. And then eventually, like, you'll go right foot and then eventually it's balanced. You know what I mean? It's both feet on, bo- on both sides. So being able to... But I think, like, in terms of defining the word love, this is just, like, a very clear example of this to me, would be we try to, from the dualistic perspective, we would try to define terms by saying that there's love and unconditional love. Mm-hmm love is unconditional like there is no there's no separation between those different things we just from a dualistic perspective because we don't live from that place all the time we try and basically set up a story about what the ultimate version of this basically like completely convoluted word that we use all the time but that's basically the simplest way, from yeah. my perspective, to describe that, is that what love truly is, is not, it's not that it's like unconditional sometimes. No.
0: It's love has no time. conditions. No conditions. Love has absolutely no conditions. And this is something that we were just talking about before we started recording, but...
1: Oh shit, we didn't, excuse me, we did this is Bailey. <laughs>
0: this is Bailey. <laughs> Dude, we decided to set a vibe yeah. today. So she's gonna be our podcast puppy. We'll see how it goes. She's and
1: speaking of that, actually, we were also just talking about this yesterday. That like if you want if you wanna look at the term simply, these creatures have no story. Yeah. They have no story about yeah. what you know, no possessiveness in these different yeah. things and how does a dog love?
0: Yeah, this is love without condition. That's it. This is love without condition, right. without stories, without so and when <laughs> and when we talk about so this is something that we talk about, you know, every now and then, but we were we were just discussing this before we started recording, that, you know, even using the word love at this point sometimes feels strange because of how much that word has been muddied by just humans in general, by the human condition and from a dualist perspective. And by dualist, we mean like right, wrong, good, bad, all those, like from a from a perspective of like having an identity or being attached to an identity and a belief system. But lo- the word love has been so muddied by and convoluted by all of these other things. So it's been muddied by the idea, like ideas and beliefs around sex and the frequency of sex and what that should look like, or, um, a story of if it doesn't, if sex doesn't happen frequently enough, then I'm not loved or, Mm. um, possessiveness that this, this person is mine and they should, should they should never stray Mm. or that there's, even just any ownership. expect yeah, ownership. Really yeah. just any expectation around this is I have an idea in my mind of how this person should show up and behave and if that isn't met or if they don't fall in line with that, then very quickly that word love starts to get tainted with jealousy and possessiveness and feelings of unworthiness or what have you. And so we want to kind of get into in this discussion, like like dig underneath that. So like talk about that dualist perspective when it comes to love, but also dig underneath that as well. And also get into some, you know, like from these, this, these two perspectives. So from like maybe a, at least like one male perspective and one female perspective and maybe like different dynamics that have, Occurred in the past from that kind of dual perspective. So there's going to be kind of towing around in in some different areas.
1: Yeah. And I mean, this thing, you know, just like anything else, can show up like such a a broad perspective. Like there's as as unique as there are perspectives, you know what I mean? But I think that's like something that kind of um, seems to be very interesting in the current climate of. The world that we live in today, I think it's it's like a very interesting mirror because as much as, like, the world has gotten much smaller because of uh, digital impact and things like that, never before have we even come close to experiencing this uh, type of closeness and felt further and further apart. And I think that that is very much reflected in people's inability to connect on like a heart-to-heart level Um, and I was this is kind of like where a lot of this like train of thought like arose for me like in the last week or so was just thinking about this and I was just thinking about like the way that the process works and I was also I was thinking about this quote that like paradoxically to be learning to be alone is the prerequisite for learning how to love and what an interesting thing that it is. And I think anybody, you know, that can be said in so many different ways. Like, if you don't love yourself, you can't love another. There's, like, all of these easy catchphrases that, like, people can hear. And they're like, oh, yeah, that sounds right. And there's a difference between, like, that's what I would call, like, an intellectual understanding. Mm-hmm. There's a, And there's, like, it's a night and day difference between an yeah. intellectual understanding and an actual process yeah. that happens inside of you. And the funny thing about this is like, this is, this is where the words fall short and you can't give this to somebody. Because it's like, I could tell you about this process and being like a stripping down to your essentialness. Like bare bones, like stripping everything away. And there is like a, however long that takes for you, but there is pretty considerable amount of time that that looks like but typically from an intellectual standpoint the most you're ever going to get is like well let me go be alone for a month or a couple months but still having one hook that because what you're basically doing is like leaving yourself an out and this is what we do over and over and over again we leave these little segues out as opposed to like slipping the key under the yeah, door, you know, yeah. and going all the way into aloneness. But the this what I was thinking was such like an like a beautiful irony, is that you could say to another person that's like I, you know, that is having a a lot of trouble. It's like go, go find out what it means to be really fully all the way alone and this will this will essentially like the byproduct of what you're looking for will come later but the funny thing about it is by the time you go through the process you don't need it anymore
0: yeah
1: and you can you can stand in your aloneness yeah so it's like a very interesting
0: yeah and it's it's interesting too like we were talking about this before but as you were saying this this arose again is that And you touched on this, that we so often, and and I know that I've done this, we have this idea that, okay, let me go be alone for a few months, but in doing that, there's an idea of, I'm going to be alone so that I can then find this thing. So there's still, that's what he means, that's what I'm assuming you mean when you say that there's that hook there, is that what's motivating that aloneness is that seeking, so it's still a seeking of the relationship through, of, you know, an idealized version of love through aloneness, and that's not, that's not the aloneness that we're talking about here, it's a, it's a full, full relinquishing, so I'll, I'll just maybe prep, like, preface that with something, uh, something that arose in my own process was, you know just like intuitively there was something in me that understood that until i can get to a point and this is just for me this is not saying that this is needs to be true for everybody but for me until i can get to a point where i don't need i i can be fully okay and even like content and have gratitude for living a life the rest of my life with no relationship, with no intimate relationship, until I can be fully okay there, the, like, love, like, having an intimate relationship with another would never ful- would never be fulfilling. But, you know, like you said, is once you sit in that aloneness and stand in that aloneness and are able to let go and relinquish that, clinging Mm -hmm. is that you find yourself in a place where I don't need that anymore. Yeah. Which is such an interesting paradox. Um, But I do want to preface this conversation to just with, this is just a perspective. This is how we do relationship. Mm. And that's not to say that that is, yeah, it's just, it's very different. You know, it looks very different than any relationship. I have ever personally been involved with ones that I have observed outside of this one, but it's, I can only say what this one, how this one operates. To be
1: completely honest, just uh, that like my, the cost, I mean, just the, the sheer amount of failure at every level on like a human connection level. That's what, that's what it cost here, personally was, was an upending of every idea that I ever had about who I could be in a relationship or who another could be. But the weird thing about this about all of this stuff is now like looking at what most people would call like a, a romantic relationship or a loving relationship, I can't even really fathom how maybe the majority of people would do it because it's there's just it's it's literally like a fundamental difference between operating from this place and 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 when i look back at that like operating from that place it's it's almost set up to fail yeah because all that this is is accumulation and projection Accumulation yeah. of story, 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 and then projecting that onto a counterpart and expecting them to live up to your yeah. idea that you have in your head—that isn't—that is all bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And when you look at it from that perspective, it's like it's a wonder that anybody does it at all. <laughs> like that's that's a miracle, yeah. I guess, and it's in its own right. Yeah, you know what I mean. But then from another perspective, like coming back to. You know, the aloneness piece. There's, like, a, a quote that she shared with me from Osho that, like, what is it?
0: Love is the meeting of two alonenesses. Yeah. And, and that, I mean, to me, is just, like...
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's, like, a, that's an interesting thing because it's, like, when... When you've got two, focal like, two perspectives that live from that place... That, that basically come together, then it's just a sharing. It's just like a, it's like a sharing of everything, like you know, simple, like the the most simple things. You know what I mean? And there's that without all of the stories and projection, is a really yeah. beautiful thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, and it's
0: very simple. Yeah, it's and very simple. Like, the it's expectation very. Expectation is gone. It's. Yeah, it's simple. It's easy. Yeah, it's there's. No melodrama, no clinging, and it, yeah. But I guess that if you different. think about it,
1: yeah, that's also a really interesting thing because if you think about it from this perspective that we were talking about dual, over here, said, and
0: by this perspective, you mean like, like the dualistic, dualistic
1: perspective, like if you were to basically introduce maybe even yourself hmm. ten years ago to this relationship.
0: As it is now,
1: yeah. Oh no, so boring. Like you'd be (laughs) be like, "Oh, this is like there's no there's no stickiness." And I think that from from a dual like when you're like all the way in your dualistic nature, what what you you would say that like, "Oh, it lacks passion."
0: Yeah, or you don't care. Like when somebody when somebody doesn't want to like when a counterpart you're met with a counterpart that doesn't want to engage. With a drama, it feels like a not caring. Yeah. And I can speak to that because when like this first started, I was still, you know, like had feet in that space and was still kind of working out kinks and that's very much what it felt like. But then as this as the process unfolded, it's like, oh (laughs) it's very easy. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that's
1: a really interesting thing to think back on and from that that old perspective when when your life is lived in between the low and high points of chasing peak states this is the worst case scenario hmm. because this is this yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean and so it's like from that perspective it wouldn't look it would be very disinteresting It would. Yeah. Be, you would not you'd be like where's all the where's all the sticky good stuff, you know what I mean? And so I think that that's where people, that's what they tend to, that's what they say love is, is they're like, oh, it's like the highs and the lows and these beautiful life. There's going to be highs and lows, you know what I mean? Like it's, there's always turbulent waters and things like that. But in terms of like the stories that you ascribe to these different people, place and things in your life, It becomes the water doesn't seem to be as
0: turbulent yeah and there's no there's no longer a belief or a need or anything here that's sticky that says that this needs to show up Mm. in a certain way or that there's just like there yeah there's just there's none of that and this something so as you were talking this came up for me something that we've talked about multiple times before is that in any so take like from a dualistic perspective Take two people in a relationship. There, how many people are actually in this relationship? Mm. There's... So this is... And this is from the dualist perspective. There's my idea of who I am. And me. There's my idea of who Henry is. Mm. There's Henry's idea of who I am. There's Henry's there's, idea of
1: who Henry is. There's Henry's
0: idea of who Henry is. There's my idea of who we are together. Right. There's Henry's idea of who we are together.
1: That's just six. And that's
0: just six. So we could we could probably keep going on this. Oh, there's yeah. my idea of who he thinks I am. Yeah. His idea of who I think he is, or how he he wants to be seen. Yeah. And so that it just that's just an like a <laughs> just towing the surface of how convoluted that gets and how quickly is how there's that many Dynamics going on all simultaneously. It makes perfect sense
1: that, like, there would be a lot, a fuck ton of distortion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you've got all of these things that don't actually exist, but they're still in the mind, like, they're still Roman, and and they're all kind of like sometimes they coalesce, and you're like, oh, a beautiful moment. Yeah. But more often than not, if you got split personalities, like they're not, they're not going to get along all the time. Yeah. And, and I think that that's kind of like the interesting thing is that as those things, when you when you go through a certain amount of process, it's still unfolding. Like this, this thing is still unfolding. There's still like a maturation and that's life. And like that's like a, a very, very beautiful thing that you yeah. would never really want to stop. Like you don't want to see an end to that. But there does kind of get to be a place where what once seemed like impossible gets to kind of be old hat. And it's just it's just like your normal operating procedure. And yeah. and then it's like if turbulence arises, or if somebody's in a moment where they're caught in whatever, hmm. the other you don't need to add to it. You're yeah. basically like, oh, it do your story for as long as you yeah. need to. I'll be here when you're done. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So it's just. I, but that's a really tricky thing because I think like in a in before this thing, it's like somebody can show up and they can be having a moment, and then you join them in the moment.
0: Yeah, and, and then, then it heightens the moment. Yeah,
1: and it's and there's all these stories running. Yeah. like, Did I do something wrong or should I be better?
0: Who knows? Yeah, and like you you did this, you did this, mm-hmm. you should have done this. How yeah. didn't you understand this? But. From, it, from this perspective, it's more of like, oh, we can just... You know, I'll, I'll let you play for however long you need to play in that story, and then we can laugh about it. Yeah. And those no to get
1: shorter.
0: Yeah, there's no longer an attachment to... You know, there's no longer a stickiness here of like, oh, when this thing is in a story, or when this is running in a story that I need to do anything to fix it. There's no... There's nothing that happens here, nothing sticky here. It's just like, oh. Yeah. Just let that do what it needs to do. And it's totally Something fine.
1: That I, that I think is like really interesting to think about is how your life, everybody's life, is is perfectly tailored for them. And like definitely that includes this process. Like it's very unique to to you, you know what I mean? And it's something that I can't quite fathom. And this is this is just basically something that I'm bringing up because like let's say that like you um, let's say you find yourself how interesting would it be to like find yourself dead center in the middle of like a romantic relationship and you can feel that something else is being called forth? and this maybe doesn't align anymore but it's something that I think that it's really interesting that you know just from like a perspective level I can't fathom having to when this process began for me I can't even
0: So when you say process you mean the process of negation, negation. of all of the the beliefs process of and negation ideas. like
1: when yeah. all of this stuff really started to happen I can't fathom the idea of there being another person that I had to even contend with or consider like I, that's, I, it's, I can't imagine it, but then it's like an interesting thing because she was sharing with me recently that, um, that it was part of her process. And I think that my, it was part of mine too, but much later down the road yeah, because human beings having somebody else, um, for me, I would say in the beginning or towards the tail end of my process, it was just like the that the last little. It was kind of like a lot of the process had been the kinks had been worked out on an, on a personal level, but then it was like, well, how does this show up? Because that's like a, a really funny misconception I think that people have, and this is just the mind creating a story about like what this will look like. Um, when it's done or like whatever, you know what I mean? And what it would say was like, well, I'll be perfect. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and <laughs> yeah, it's, it, that's like the stupidest thing in the world. That's like saying that like, if you, uh, if you wake up that essentially like you'll understand like astrophysics or something like this, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it, it, it <laughs> they they do there there is an ease with which like your demeanor I think kind of like shows yeah. up and so I think that in that way yes but there's still like some kinks and I can't imagine having another person to contend with smack dab in the middle of it yeah. but later on I can see how essential it was yeah. to be like oh like what how does this how is this still showing up because um, the mirror of another person is so perfect yeah 'Cause there may be some some little subtle sticky points that only a relationship will reflect yeah, back to you exactly. like where are you still holding on.
0: Exactly. And I think so we've had this conversation before that for me that having that mirror has been essential for my process in terms of like I for some reason needed needed this mirror directly in front of me in order for those beliefs and that clinging of like what love was in order for those to fully let go and and dissolve
1: perspective what what love was like because i mean i think that's like a very interesting (laughs) thing that i think is very there does seem to be like some clear differences between like a a masculine and a feminine thing just like our traits yeah and i'm not saying it's like male and female i'm talking about like there's just some different mm-hmm. shit yeah. that I think that men kind of, like, chase yeah. versus women.
0: Yeah, the ten- at least the tendency, and this is only, like, from this experience and this experience, but, so, there's so much conditioning, like, feminine conditioning from, like, such an early age around, like, print, finding Prince Charming, finding the one, finding somebody who's going to rescue you, and whether or not we still ascribe... You know, like, to those ideas in, like, a social setting, like, it gets ingrained very deeply. So logically, I could say, like, oh, I don't need somebody to rescue me. But behind that, there was this story running of just, like, I cannot be fulfilled or whole unless I have a counterpart, unless I find the perfect counterpart. And... You know, it's funny, too, that the way that that, you know, it's so common just in relationship in general, but I know I've done this where a relationship will end and I'll say, okay, this is what, you know, kind of went wrong here. These were the patterns here. I just need to go find somebody different Mm. without realizing that like those patterns need to work themselves out. And like that's part, that was part of this process for me. That process of negation is allowing those patterns to show back up. Yeah. And yeah, and how the, else
1: could they show up? Yeah, I mean, you could you could run the process through, and you can kill them. One, I mean, I can speak to this myself. <laughs> you can upend these things one by one, and you root them out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But but there is, for me, the final stage of that process. You can do all the work that you want, but at the end of the day, when the rubber hits the road, if it doesn't count there. Yeah. It don't count for much exactly because you gotta go back and live your fucking life exactly and that's like the interesting part about it and I think that it it is like a really interesting thing but there's no that that's like what's so interesting is like you can only really go in like your heart of hearts but I think maybe life does it also like life will will probably really direct you and be like okay like now yeah. it's time to let this go you got this part of the process to do and you will but I think that that's that's what so like what traps these different things mm-hmm. is fear
0: yeah it's the fear so like from when we're talking about like a fem- kind of feminine perspective versus masculine perspective from the feminine perspective it's like fear of not being good enough fear of not being loved but really underneath that it's a fear of being alone a yeah. fear of being alone forever and why, and that's why it is essential to actually face off with that aloneness of can I be okay? And this for me was so essential. Can I be okay with never again living the rest of my life with no intimate relationship? Yeah. And like for me that was that was a process like kind of the process when it came to love. And um That's the
1: process. Yeah, it was the general. process.
0: And I yeah. did have Space and time, you know, where we were not together, where I sat in that aloneness, but there was something that was essential for like having a mirror right in front of me that allowed those final little hooks to finally un, yeah. kind of unhinge themselves, unhook themselves, and you know, I've told you this before that I don't, and you know, this is just me speaking out of my ass because I don't, you know, this is just the way that it happened, but. I don't know that I would have been able to do that if I hadn't had a mirror that allowed that aloneness without creating a story about what that meant. So there was yeah. like an, a a full like willingness to allow that process. So there was a full willingness here to allow my process to unfold. And if that hadn't been the case, you know, like I don't know that it would have worked in any other circumstance. So in that sense, like having the relational, like, the mirror held up, like, in a relationship setting was essential. So going through that process, you know, maybe witnessed by another was essential, but I don't know that I would have been able to do it in a standard, yeah, like, a dualistic kind yeah, of yeah. relationship wow. dynamic or where one counterpart was still in that mindset. I know that I wouldn't.
1: And then it gets also strange <laughs> because it's like, And this is on so many different levels. This isn't just like you know, normal relationship, but there gets to be this point where you realize that somewhere along your process you dropped your story. And you've been dropping it a bunch, but you can't quite pinpoint when exactly like you let the 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 real sticky stuff go all that you know is that you can't go back and do it like you did it before mm-hmm. and so the notion of <laughs> it wouldn't even happen like at this point it like i would not end up in a relation a relationship with somebody that wasn't operating from at least a pretty similar <laughs> spot because it would be it would be over before it even began. Yeah. But it's like a, it's it's a very interesting thing when you realize that there that there's this place where you're like, "Oh shit." Like essentially, but there there are like you you do realize like there are stark contrasting moments in these processes where you're diving headfirst into full madness like full insanity and these different pieces and you realize you might not know exactly what that's gonna look like, but there's an acceptance at on a deep fundamental level that you'll never be the same again. And the way that 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 most of the world sees things, you you can't you can kind of remember what that may have looked like, but it now it's kind of like it's almost um it's like a it's like nostalgia. There's yeah. like a nostalgia or something yeah. about
0: this yeah, this character very, that she used to play. It's very different. Yeah. It's very different. And
1: um But it's yeah. kinda interesting to think about like um that you can't what we're talking about, like people can give relationship advice, you know, like till and, and essentially what this like what love actually is is anti <laughs> it's like the <laughs> an, anti Christ of relationship <laughs> advice like what love and i was thinking the other day that like these words are very much like interchangeable like if you yeah. want to talk about like people would say all that there is all there is is love or all you need is love and these mm-hmm. different things love and truth are synonymous
0: love truth consciousness
1: these are all, all synonymous words It just is like where you're, where you're sticking. And the funny thing about that is that it's, um, they are just so different than on every single level. Like when you start to look at just like what you used to call truth or love or Mm -hmm. all of these different things, what I think what you realize is that you're like, I had no idea and you could take any one of these different... Like we were, we were talking about the Bible yesterday and I was like, you know, you could take any one of... Any aspect of truth, if you were to take it way past your intellectual understanding of it and you were to let it like live inside of you, you only would need one. Yeah. Like eventually, like... That's like truth. What does Jesus say? Or Mary? I think it was like... It's like a mustard seed. Yeah, you know what I mean, and and
0: yeah, mustard—it's the smallest of all seeds, but when it falls on cultivated soil, yeah, like then it's the a process to, yeah. is inevitable, yeah,
1: and I think that that's like a really beautiful thing. But you could interchange the word love with truth; like these are all like the same exact thing, and they have nothing to do with your story. Yeah, they're they're highly impersonal and perfectly ordinary.
0: Perfectly ordinary, and you know the word so. I think we both kind of have how, a similar. How crazy
1: is that, though, <laughs> to be like love has nothing to do with your story?
0: No, has nothing to do with you. Yeah. That just that in itself, and it's you know it's interesting. I think we both share similar sentiments that I I don't really like the word love or like using that word because it has it's so muddied. Yeah. By all of these different concepts and beliefs and stories, but the word love gets thrown around so frequently and, you know, especially in spiritual circles, you know, and that's not to like put any of that stuff down, but I think that what it's doing, like it's doing a disservice when somebody is speaking from a place of like, oh, everything is love because there's so many concepts attached to that, but what could
1: the mind what could, what could a dualistic mind create of that? Yeah. Just another carrot. Yeah. That it, so it, many things. It's like, it's, that's just, a, and what the mind typically I think does with, with a statement like that is that it's dead convinced that if it can, if it can basically chase like a peak state that essentially like there's some grand notion of a, love bliss feeling that they're going to attain like rapture like they're just going to be in an infinite bliss forever nonsense (laughs) fucking nonsense yeah sorry
0: no it's what what i mean talking about that word love or truth or anything like love is has nothing to do with concepts it is beyond duality it has nothing to do with you know, desire, passion, all, you know, yeah. all of those things, because those are just stories that the mind has created. It's, a, it's an idea that the mind has created, that it attaches to that word. But like the, what, what it actually is, is prior to all of that. And it's like yeah. what we were talking about in past, the previous episode, truth is prior to all concepts. Love is prior to all concepts. Yeah. And those words are interchangeable and from this like lived perspective here of having, you know, a relationship with that understanding, it's like that really what this is is human relating that has truth at its mm. very foundation. Yeah. At its very foundation and it lives there and it lives here and then those being able to come together. Yeah. And it, you know, Living alone, right? But being together in that lived experience right. of aloneness with that truth or with that love or whatever. You the want wild to call thing
1: it. is that, like that, that's what's going on all the time, anyway. It's just that there, until you really grapple with that you are alone. Yeah. Like until you really sit with it and that, and this again is the worst news possible for an identity, yeah, because an identity, the fact that it's gonna die, it's well, it doesn't exist in the first place, but all of these different things th- these are this is the worst news. this is the worst news possible, but the funny thing about it. Is that it ends up being what Jesus called the good
0: news. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Like
0: Yeah. But it is a relinquishing of all of it. everything. You all know, it. Jesus talks about it's, just, it's a full frontal assault yeah. with
1: what's ha- what's already going on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Jesus talks about like leaving your father and your husband and your daughter and yeah. leaving everything. And that's really Really what that is, yeah, standing in that aloneness and confronting, I am
1: alone. All the way alone.
0: All the way alone. Yep. Forever. Forever. And like sitting with that until it like gets to a point where it lives and breathes in your gut.
1: And typically there's a lot of fucking byproducts. It goes out the window on your way down Yeah,
0: It's very painful.
1: To that thing. Very painful. There's a painful. lot of discarding. <laughs>
0: yeah. A lot of discarding. Yeah, it's like, you know, this... You know, I'm just like envisioning somebody like just, you know, throwing junk out a window or, yeah. you know, whatever. But um, something else that I did want to touch on that I think we had on our list is kind of getting into... We touched on this a little bit from like a feminine perspective, but, you know, a very common dynamic and relationship which is like the chasing and seeking Mm -hmm. so like maybe or chasing on one side and like a clinging on another side Mm -hmm. and those you can call that attachment style whatever it is but like all attachment styles are you know just a belief system it's it's still living in that dual perspective but because that showed up very differently in each of us and so just like speaking to that a little bit
1: yeah, I mean, just from from a masculine perspective. I mean, I, I touched a little bit on on uh, in the like last episode that well, you know, the irony of the truth ended up being the thing because I was the worst liar that you can imagine. You know what I mean? And having like a full frontal assault with just the the depth of that um, character disorder. You know what I mean? And really looking at that and it, all of my lying was was directly linked. More often than not, with uh, like sexual misconduct, you know what I mean, like chasing, uh, something to validate my story, like my character as I don't know, like a a man or something like this, and there was just like this this uh, very much like a primal desire, hunger to chase and chase and chase and chase. And the funny thing about that is, like, you chase it and then you catch it, and you're like, "Oh, that was completely unfulfilling." But the mind doesn't. <laughs> Let
0: me go do it again. <laughs> Let me go do it again. And it's maybe just, next time.
1: It's just like this yeah. self-fulfilling prophecy over and over and over again. Yeah. And then you look up one day, and what started is maybe something that was kind of like small and juvenile. You can track this this kind of behavior back very early like before even sex was a thing i started hiding things you know what i mean and there's like a hiding there's an there's an energy that that, that where there's these, these little ghosts live you know what i mean yeah and and they start small and then they basically accumulate mass just like everything else you know your physical body or whatever it's just energy and it accumulates and accumulates and then before you know it it's it it's it's got like its own It's like a living, breathing identity, Mm -hmm. and it's this monster, essentially, that that lives inside of you. And I don't know, I don't have any, I I couldn't even fathom giving somebody some sort of, like, advice on, like, what to do with that thing, because literally the only thing that did it for me was being forced like I was life put me in a place of checkmate and My monster was enough that like it it needed to be total Like it, a, a small slap on the wrist wasn't going to be enough for this one. This one is hard-headed as fuck and so life put me in a place of total failure And I think that if you're paying attention there's plenty of checkpoints on the way to total yeah. failure yeah. where life's basically giving you like, being like, Hey, yeah. you can, Here's you can jump out now if you want.
0: Yeah.
1: But I think typically the way humans are set up our failures for what I'm talking about, like the, for the whole kit and caboodle, they need to be rock bottom, yeah. like full devastation and that that for me ended up just like looking like there was no way out, like there was no there was no uh, outlets for like let me go over here to some friends, let me go like chase pussy again, like there was no like career shit at that mm-hmm. moment, like it was just full defeat, you know. But that's like the interesting thing. How do you give somebody advice on like hey go get full defeat? Yeah. The only thing that I can really speak to. Is if you find yourself in full defeat, don't squirrel. Like don't, don't try and fucking, don't try and get out of it. Don't, like, let yourself, let it, let it own you. Let it own you fully. Let it burn the Mm -hmm. fucking thing down.
0: Sit with it. Feel it. Live in it. Breathe it. Yeah. Rub your face in it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And let it, let it do what it needs to do. Yeah. Cause if you don't, it's inevitable that it's going to come eventually. Like essentially all that you're doing is like delaying a process. Yeah.
0: It's just, it's these things that happen in these like cycles. And yeah. if you like allow yourself to get like spun out of it and, but you don't sit with that defeat, it's just gonna come yeah. back up in the next relationship or the next whatever,
1: you know. The weird thing, I, the weird question I do have to ask myself though, is like at this point, when I'm thinking about just how different life is here and how it's like if the if the point of if the point of dreaming is to dream like would i would I actually like advise anybody to wake up hmm. and it's like a probably not, but then it's also. The potential of like just how simple life, life can really be. Like, I mean, this thing can be something where the miracles that, that we create, like for, from different characters, like these gurus and different people that they create, maybe that's really cool, but like when life gets to just the, the basic fundamental level of what existence actually is. Your life is a fucking miracle. Like yeah. all the time like you're looking at it and you're not you're not looking for something, you're not looking for grand gestures anymore yeah. because you see the fundamental nature is perfection. Mm-hmm. So would I wanna give that to somebody? Yeah. But is this the worst possible news for a character that doesn't exist? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like all of the shit that you think that makes life so special. Is it's child's play, like compared to what is actually going on? Yeah. So it's like a a perfect paradox. Dreaming and waking up is yeah. is literally a perfect paradox. It really
0: is, and I think um, you know I want to speak a little bit more to you know this the feminine perspective, mm. but
1: sorry I got like a little long in the tooth there. No, my bad. It's all
0: good. But you know, and this kind of speaks also to the the paradox that you're talking about and I, I can't speak to whether that I think maybe this is a human wide thing but I know for me and for a lot of women that you know there's something in our relationship conditioning where there's always like a seeking or like looking falling in love with a potential a potentiality mm-hmm. in another human being And I think in me, when I kind of look at that retrospectively, I think a lot of that was being able to see the unconditioned, like the unconditioned way that consciousness is showing up. It's like
1: a blessing and a curse. It really
0: is because it's that paradox. It's like having moments of like, I can see what's underneath all of the conditioning and the masks and the beliefs here. I'm going to cling... That's the right Yeah, there. I'm going to cling to that. Right. And if this thing isn't showing up that way, you better fucking watch <laughs> out. <laughs>
1: that's awesome. And that's so true. I think that, like, I, I feel like something that I've experienced a lot is, like, I've had... <laughs> I've been, like, really blessed to have... Multiple, Like, I call them, like... I have a song called My Fallen Angels. And, like, I've had angels in feminine counterparts throughout my life that they had their own stuff that they carried into these different things, but, like, that saw something that I didn't even know really existed. Like, they saw a better... Or not a better, but they just saw a deeper... I don't even know, now that I'm looking at it, I don't even think that they knew what they were looking at, (laughs) or what... Yeah, and I can
0: speak from that. Like, I didn't...
1: Like, this thing has become far more alien than probably they ever imagined.
0: Yeah, but, you know, actually, there's there's something interesting, like, from that feminine perspective, because even though, you know, like, ten years ago, if I had looked at this dynamic, I would have been like, that's boring as fuck. Like, I have no interest in that. Like, I wouldn't have even been able to fathom playing yeah. or just like having a dynamic like this but if I really sit with it and ask like my heart of hearts my gut like that's what I was wanting the whole time was to be able to be to be in that aloneness that solid aloneness together and but there's so much there was so much conditioning layered on top of that so yeah the fem like the feminine, intuition or whatever instinct like seeing is such a blessing and a curse because I had my own conditioning and patterns and beliefs and bullshit but I was able to like see through uh, uh, the you know belief structure like see through that duality see through that veil through to like the core Mm. of a counterpart in a partnership But in order to, you know, have this type of dynamic, I had to let all of that go. So, and, and, you know, one thing that's really interesting is that until, or I, you know, I, I can say this now that until all of my beliefs, all of my ideas, all of my stories, all of my expectations, until that duality fell away, until that process of negation like full negation occurred it was impossible for me to truly see another like mm-hmm. there were there were there were those always those moments of being able to see through that thing yeah but it was so clouded and muddied by my own Ideas. shit yeah. that you know it was always it created this this uh chasing mechanism in in my mind yeah but what was re- what was really being called forth and really being asked for was that full negation, which mm. is so interesting. Like, that's such an interesting and cool paradox that, like, being able to see through that veil, see through the duality, and creating this chasing mechanism without realizing that, like, the chasing mechanism itself is what needed to be negated mm. through that negation process. Yeah. So that was yeah and it's it's you know that's that's such an interesting thing but like wanting from the feminine perspective wanting to feel needed or loved or seen really seen i think is is really what a lot or at least what i was seeking i think and i think what a lot of women are really seeking and humans i think humans yeah want to be seen and yeah it's just it's so interesting that's I, an interesting paradox yeah. to think about because it's like because it's like now I can whatever, I am able you, to see people yeah. but I can't participate in that human thing called love right. anymore in the same way I just
1: thinking like what an interesting thing that it is that it's like what a human being typically wants like at a fundamental level is to be seen but it's almost like they want they want like it's like a it's like a an oxymoron essentially mm. because like what they want to be seen underneath their character yeah but they're insistent that their character yeah. exists
0: but they don't want to have to give up their character in order right, to be like, seen it's like see me
1: through my mask instead of saying here let me take this yeah, off yeah
0: it's saying see me th- See me behind my mask, but I don't want to take my mask off. Cause it's too scary. Yeah, it's too scary to take my mask or, off. Or
1: I don't even know that I've got a fucking mask on to begin with. I yeah. think it's probably like a yeah. It's somewhere in between those those different things, you know. Yeah. And that's like a really special thing that I think. When you really start to look at these things, this this love thing too, it's not just like a, a romantic or like a, a, a partnership in this way. Like this thing. When it really takes hold, it's across the board, yeah. and you know, like I've heard people say, like if you want to know if you're awake, go spend a weekend with your family, and that is that's like another beautiful mirror. And I can speak to just on, from my own perspective, like my father was probably my hardest relationship all growing up, and it it wasn't until I realized that through like trying to rebel. All that I did was create another identity that was opposed, diametrically opposed to this one and and they were the same exact thing. And once I started to take all mine down, but this is the opposite of what people do I think. People mm-hmm. essentially, they want everybody else to basically pull down their bullshit so that way theirs feels good.
0: Yeah, or they want their own bullshit to be accepted and... Yeah. That the only way to do that is for other people to yeah. pull theirs down. And
1: like when, you, but the the interesting thing about it is like when the when you really actually start to pull, and I don't just mean like pieces. Like when you take the thing down brick by brick, you start to see things that were always there. And when you look at anybody, you can see there's a, a childlike essence, and I don't care how gnarly they are. Like when you really look at some some are a little harder but if you really take a, if you take time with a human being to see them you realize it, it's all small children yeah. like there's a there's a small child basically just waiting to be seen and they're they could be yelling about all sorts of different shit but all that this is is just bullshit that they that people have accumulated it's just a bunch of bunch of bunch of shit and their life experience essentially has dictated them accumulating these stories. Their stories aren't true. Your stories aren't true. Mm-hmm. Take yours down and you'll be able to see love is always here.
0: Yeah. All the stories. I can't like stress this enough. I think like we in there's so much talk these days about like, oh, I'm creating a story about this. It's stories go so deep it's not just it's not just negativity or like oh I have a negative story or Mm. a story that's negatively affecting me it's every story it's like a story you know when I when my process unfolded um when it came to relationship like I had to uproot my story around like having a hope of ever becoming a wife ever becoming a mother ever Mm. like Having somebody fulfill something in me. Let's like, take a it's, second though. Like, it's let, the let, let's let that sink in. Everything. Like
1: when you were saying that, because I think that the, these are like very core, fundamental things. Like when she would say that again.
0: So it was the uprooting of my hope to ever become a wife, my hope to ever become a mother, to ever have a family, yeah. to ever have like a long-term partnership and that's not to say that you know that like a partnership will never last long term but i had to be willing for those things for those dreams to fully die yeah
1: i mean just the weight of that like the that's like the interesting thing about like what this thing actually looks like is that you could really take any of these small pieces and wherever, like whichever one's the juiciest for you, like to really just take that thing and let it grind you down. Yeah. And this is like what I think that I think, this is the difference between what spirituality actually is versus like what we get, what we buy in the marketplace. Like it's not... It's not sweet, it's not flowery and all this shit. Like this shit is fucking vicious. Like what what we're talking about here is like what love and truth actually are, play for keeps, like all the way. It's
0: full defeat. full defeat. full defeat, full dying of to everything that you ever th- hoped. every every beautiful dream that you've ever had. And you know, like the funny thing in, in, in that paradox, Is you know it's easy to hear something like that and be like oh fuck no like there's no way I'm (laughs) venturing into that and like that's great you know if that's if you hear that and you're like whoop staying away from wherever the hell they're at like (laughs) that's wonderful you know like yeah that's totally fine but the, the the interesting thing in that paradox is until at least from this feminine perspective until I uprooted every hope or dream or want, desire to ever have any of those things fulfilled, until those things were uprooted and negated, I could not fully see or love another. Yeah. And I I can only say that now in retrospect. Yeah. So but and that... That quote
1: just keeps giving. Yeah. Like it's it's only through... Seeing that I'm nothing, do I realize that I'm everything?
0: Exactly. Like that. Exactly.
1: It's just part of the way the thing goes, you know. And 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 I, I feel like it's important. We covered a lot of ground, and I think that there is a thing like about skillful means and not giving people an out. But fuck it, it does include it. This thing has a perfect equilibrium, and it doesn't eventually. You can have, your life is going to be your life. You know what I mean? But there is a process to where essentially like freedom costs you everything. Yeah. Like to actually be free, freedom is going to cost you the whole, the whole ball of wax.
0: Everything. Everything. But then once
1: it's done, it's fucking done. And then you're free, and you can go do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, you can go have and a it's million perfect.
0: Days. Yeah, and it's you know it just to kind of speak to something here too. It's like you know the way that this operates. It's like full freedom. Like this human being is free to go do to do whatever to stay or to leave at any time. Yeah always that's just the un- you know that's that's what and with no expectation one that's way what or another love is. like that's what love is Is love is unconditional yes totally unconditional and i want to speak a little bit too to just like the title of mm. the podcast episode is finding the one mm. and just you know talking oh, yeah. talking about how you know really what that is is like standing fully alone in truth here standing fully alone in truth here, like finding that one thing that is prior to everything here, living there, finding it here, living there. And then yeah. being able finding to, the one is fun. And then finding it yeah in between
1: yeah. too, the shared in the space yeah. in between. But finding the one is like what you would think about that is like finding the one that's going to complete you. Yeah. Guess What <laughs> it's you. Yeah. Nobody else is going to complete you.
0: And you know, that's funny too, is that even just that phrase is going to complete me because in order order for me to complete myself, I had to negate myself.
1: How weird is that? It's
0: a weird paradox. (laughs) (laughs) It's a weird paradox. Well, I feel like that's
1: probably pretty good.
0: Yeah. I just want to end with that Osho quote because I love it, that love is the meeting of two alonenesses. Thanks y'all. See ya.